fear's useful when you know how to really channel it. I have always worn my heart on my sleeve as a songwriter, you know, I always try and write the rawest thing, even though the famous songs of mine weren't really that, you know, uh, the commerciality of, of something that's kind of deep and I would just say everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. I would say that uh, you're safe, you know, you're safe in whatever you decide. You know, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but, you know, the old follow your heart. Patience, you know. My my favourite thing to do, it's torturous at times, but it's one of the greatest things um, I think we can ever do, no matter who you are. You know, if you're banging two sticks together or whatever and singing sort of song, it's still like, it's still an expression. It still makes you feel a certain way that nothing else can make you feel, you know. Welcome to Songwriter Trysts. This is an intimate podcast that is connecting songwriters from all over the world. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee. Music saved my life and I love talking with other artists about the power of songwriting and their journey to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions. All the great things that build an amazing song. Please support the podcast by subscribing or you can buy us a coffee all through the website songwritertrists.com Alright, welcome to a Songwriter Trist. We have Wesley Dean. How are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? How are you? We finally we got we got it sorted. It's very professional here at Soul Train Studios, Nashville. Yes. Songwriter Trist heading to Nashville. I'm so excited. I'll be there in March. So uh, looking for a studio, actually. Maybe this is a good example of how good they are. All right, let's start with introduce yourself as an artist. Who are you and where do you come from? I'm Wesley Dean. Uh, I was born in Adelaide. I moved to Sydney when I was a teenager and I lived on the Sunshine Coast the last five years. I lived in Australia and I moved to Nashville, Tennessee in February 2021 at the height of the pandemic and uh, it's it's been a crazy life. I feel like that's a whole story in itself. Are you able to like in a few sentences tell us why you moved to Nashville in the middle of the pandemic? So 2019 uh, we had just sold our house and we were heading to America I finally decided that that was what I was going to do with my life because for five years I was kind of at a crossroads of what I was doing with music and what it all meant. Um, 16 years ago, you know, I was on Australian Idol and I, I won that. And after a few years of of that, I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I needed to sort of do a lot of soul searching, I guess. I've traveled the world. It was an amazing uh, opportunity because it uh, gave me the opportunity to see the world and to work with people all around the world. I came to Nashville in 2010 and I'd always had in my back of my mind that maybe I'll end up there one day, but I never knew how that was going to happen. We moved from Sydney in 2015. Uh, I set up a little studio in my house, not really knowing what, why, because it was like, sort of on the back burner I didn't really un- didn't really know what music kind of meant to me I was sort of like in two minds I'd become a dad you know and that changes priorities and life and all the things yeah 
being and being married. And then we had our second born uh, in 2018. He's now five. And he, we named him Jackson Cash, which is kind of weird because we had no <laughs> idea that we were moving to Tennessee at that time. And then that's yeah. the most Tennessee name ever, Jackson Cash. <laughs> yeah. um, 2019, I met this guy at the Coolum Beach Croquet Club who asked me about my music. He was an English guy. And uh, he knew what I'd done. He knew me as, you know, Wes Carr and uh, Aussie Idol stuff and, you know, all that thing. And uh, he was a fan and, and I kind of was like, it was the first time I was like, oh, maybe I will start, you know, doing a bunch of things. But it it really wasn't, I never really thought, okay, I'm going to now write music and now I'm doing this. It was like a real natural evolution. Uh, mm-hmm. Sold our house because we'd got this opportunity uh, to come to America all of a sudden very quickly. It was like really quick. And before I had to even really time to rationalize the idea, it was already happening. It was like it was inventing itself. It was like it was like the universe or whatever it was was like, no, this is where you're going now. It's kind of pushing me off the cliff <laughs> to do it sort of thing. We had, you know, we had a two-year-old and a seven-year-old. So that I guess that's kind of a, a little bit of the backstory of as to uh, as to how the opportunity came about to move to Nashville. Um, we sold a house, and then you know March was when we were meant to move, twenty twenty, and then COVID, right? And then yep. we were grounded for like nearly a year. Well, yeah, a year. Um, we moved February twenty twenty one. We were sort of in limbo, um, and then we the borders were still closed. Um, we had to ask special permission from the government to to leave, and um, it was yeah, it was crazy to to just kind of like leave and sort of go well, bye everybody, and who knows when we're going to be back? And it's been three years and we haven't been back yet because of you know the first yeah. eighteen months was COVID, and then to to restart in a whole different country is like I never even took that under account, you know, in, into account. It was like restarting in a whole new place, culture, like everything, learning the ropes of how life goes and everything. feels like we're just starting to to do that and our kids are getting a little bit older so it's, you know, we're still, he's 11 and the first one's 11 and the second one's five, you know, two boys. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just been an absolute whirlwind of of roller coaster of emotions and all the things you could think about moving countries anyway but throw in a pandemic and, I had a busted eardrum for 20 months. It just just healed itself. So I wrote the whole record with this feeling like I was underwater and been doing sessions oh and goodness. singing like like I was underwater. I lost hearing in my right ear for a while. Um, there was all sorts of challenges. There was, yeah. all, there was all sorts of challenges, but it was kind of like fueling this sort of madness, <laughs> which is the music and, and all the things that come with that. You know, I think if you if you really... You know, I mean, my process, my process with song songwriting and music is a little bit mad. You know, I'm up at three a.m. in the morning and I'm writing, uh, writing things that wake literally wake me up. And I'm, um, yeah. I've always kind of, I can relate to that. Gone a little bit mad <laughs> with it. You know, it's not just like sit in a room in an office building and you know, which is not not bad. I've done that too, but it's not the energy stakes are different than what it is when you kind of co-write with someone. Um, I've only had a few co-writes that really made sense to me that 
I could go kind of mad because, you know, like they were possibly mad too. So we're all mad yeah. together, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whereas like I songwriting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> songwriting is like a therapy session sometimes, you know, or whatever. It's uh, But it's just mystical and, and strange and it's never the same. Songs don't land ever the same, the real ones. If you try and uh, crack some formula, uh, you're never going to communicate anything. Um, and so, you know, I've been doing it since I was three or four years old where I used to get cassette tapes and layer the cassette tapes and record on one and then layer it and layer it and layer it yes. and layer it. And it'd be really, that'd be okay, a lot Okay, did of... you have one of those like little plastic toy cassette things with the little microphone on the side? For a, a second there, yep, I remember those. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yep, I remember those. Um I guess I'm showing my age, but mine was like my, you know, my mum and dad's vinyl player. And uh, yeah. although they, they, I'm very happy to say that vinyl's coming back. I've got a vinyl now. Yes. I've got two vinyls. That I'm whoop, whoop. a bit of a dream of mine <laughs> to have a vinyl of my own, which was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, I listened to like when I was a kid, I used to just listen to Thriller um, and uh, Cat Stevens. Mum had these sort of kind of eclectic record collection that I guess she was given. You know, we only had like five or six records. It wasn't like my family weren't yeah. really musical. They, they Like mum played the guitar a little bit and um, that was about it really. But uh, I kind of yeah. just sort of taught everything. You know, I taught myself how to do it all and I didn't really understand it and I think I still don't really get it as much. Um, I kind of have a handle on it but it's, it's funny. It's one of those things that's just kind of led me to do – to lead me think where places, you know, I've been all over the world with it. You know, it's like when I think about it, it's, it's pretty crazy to, to think that like, uh, you know, boy from Adelaide, you know, one tree Hill, <laughs> Elizabeth, I was born in Elizabeth where Barnsley's from. Yeah. I think it takes quite, even though like you said that, um, that doors have opened and that you've kind of, you've just led, led you there and you, you've traveled all over the world and you've had, but I feel like you still have to have like a really open heart to opportunities and be really courageous to actually allow yourself to step into that and not be afraid of the unknown, which is, I mean, such a massive part of being an artist. How, like, was that always easy for you to just go sort of where you feel like you were being pushed to, or did you find like a lot of resistance or have you had, like, how did you adjust to that lifestyle? I have always worn my heart on my sleeve as a songwriter, you know, I always try and write the rawest thing, even though the famous songs of mine weren't really that, you know, uh, the commerciality yeah. of, of something that's kind of deep and hard. can you, yeah, can you, I'm already, I'm yeah. good, it's frozen again. No, I, I'm, I'm nodding in agreement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, like the the yeah. ones that you feel are the most vulnerable can be. Not the commercial successes, but yeah. they're a success to you. <laughs> totally, yeah. So, you know, and that's cool. That's fine. That's great. Like, whatever. Like, I I, I write songs nearly every day. Um, but the ones that, um, for this new record that I've got coming out, Music from Crazy Hearts, it's it's really a collection of songs that I had to write myself. And I come to Nashville, you sort of, uh, the natural thing to do is to meet up with people and co-write and everything. I did all that as well. Mm. But I needed to do this for myself. It was one of those things where I just like, no, I have to just do this myself for some 
for so many reasons for my for my own soul to kind of reclaim something whatever that is i don't even know what that is but it was just something yeah. that was telling me that no you got to this is a lonely road for for you right now you have to walk through the, yeah. the fire yourself just like um moving at the time i did it was like okay we we really are un- we're facing so many unknowns we we are alone in this and um when you talk about the challenges that we faced when we moved and all the things, it's kind of like, I don't know, it just, it, it it's a personal thing. Nobody's ever really going to get uh, how you really felt and all of those things. So may as well just write mm. it into a song or put it somewhere else that you can kind of cope with whatever is going on. And that's what music is for me. It, it takes you to another place. It takes you to another world. It makes everything okay. You know, music is a universal language. I love that. Um, and it so, is. yeah, and that's, that's, that's really, I just want to make people feel the same way I felt when I listened to like beat it for the first time, you know, or, yeah. um, uh, you know, or any Beatles song or whatever it is that I just, <laughs> I just want to kind of, uh, I want to create that sort of, that, that thing that nobody really sort of can explain, um, but when you play it live, you look out and you see people singing back the lyrics that you wrote and but their story lines up with what you're singing you don't even know them you know you can have someone that's a yeah. democrat and a republican arm in arm singing hey jude at the same time you know it's the magic of Absolutely. music and so that's what i love about music it's um my my favorite thing to do it's torturous at times but it's one of the greatest things um i think we can ever do no matter who you are you know if you're banging two sticks together or whatever and singing so a song it's yeah. still like it's still an expression. It still makes you feel a certain way that nothing else can make you feel, you know. Uh, absolutely. I think music and art is the greatest weapon against any disunity or, you know, politics or anything like that. It's just it it breaks through all those walls. Um, I lo- And I love what you said around like writing on your own because I totally get that. It's hard when you're um, – sometimes when you're co-writing, it's, it's hard to be authentic to yourself and you can have doubts and second-guess things when you're working with other people, whereas when you're on your own, you only have yourself to second guess things and then all that vulnerability has a bit more space to come out. So I love that you've done this on your own. Um, and I love that you've traveled. Like I've got three little kids, two boys the same age as yours. And that can be really challenging to move countries with children to a country that has a lot of scary stuff for kids at the moment. Um, it's really brave. So I'm, I'll be curious to see how how you go. Well, I thought I there? thought that was scary, but then we got into an RV we got into an RV in summer, in our summer, so Australia's winter, and we went from uh, Nashville all the way down to New Orleans, across Texas all the way to Marfa, up to Lubbock, Amarillo, and across Route 66 to um, LA to San Fran. And it was an insane trip. And uh, we and it was like the hottest summer ever recorded, and we shot a documentary and music videos along the way and so yeah just when I thought the move from Australia to America was hard <laughs> we got into an <laughs> RV which was basically like a traveling sauna and went <laughs> went everywhere <laughs> so it was great that was crazy yeah it was really crazy that's awesome so um one of the things I like to ask songwriters um, especially people like yourself who have just years and years of experience doing different things and you know learning who you are and growing 
if you could go back and talk to yourself as a kid or talking to people who are just starting out in the industry um, with some advice, I guess you wish you had have known earlier or just things that you didn't know that you, you are really like aha moments, um, what would you share? I would just say everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. I would say that uh, you're safe, you know, you're safe in whatever you decide. You know, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but, you know, the old follow your heart, patience, you know. I'm I'm about, you know, I'm just starting all the interviews and everything for the new record and, and actually for the first time starting to talk to Australian uh, journalists and radio and podcasts and everything again. This is like, seriously, like this is the first day I've started. And it makes me a little nervous because in, in some ways, <laughs> uh, because 16 years ago, I won a thing called Australian Idol where the world was completely different. There was no real social media. I mean, Facebook was around, but that was about it. I think it was MySpace still sort of thing. And yeah. I did, I was everywhere for, for a while and um, I got to, you know, I got had number one song and I had platinum records and was touring all over the place and I was just felt like I was everywhere. Every time you turned on the radio, I was, you know, my song was playing and whatever. And it was amazing an experience. Um, but that was 16 years ago and it, and since then I've done so much living and so much growing and and, uh, and a lot of the time I tried to force something because I was kind of felt like I was competing with the past all the time. And I felt feel like uh, what I would say to myself then is that, you know, it, it's not a competition with anyone, even yourself. It's um, you've got to keep on looking forward and, and, and patience is, is such something that you, for me as a performer and somebody that's always ready to go and always ready to create the new thing, let's go and we've got... 50,000 songs to do and, you know, I want to leave this legacy yeah. for my boys and I want to blah, blah, blah. I want to tick the box wherever I go. And I've had such an yeah. amazing, rich life. Even before Idol, I was, you know, I was in bands with some of my heroes as a kid, you know, and um, I was, I yeah. came over here a few times. I worked with people that were iconic American, you know, Mac Davis and, you know, Jeff Baxter and all these people I'd met. And Wow. Um, yeah. It was insane. Uh, Joe Cocker, you know, it was like Joe Cocker band. All these people that I'd heard about when I was a kid, you know, it's just all of a sudden I'm in a room with them or I'm, you know, at their concert, like front row or whatever, all these things that's just been handed to me and I never realised how lucky I was. I was just, just doing it. I was 21 yeah. and I was kind of just given these opportunities and whatever, but I never realised how much being grateful for something was because it's all happened so quickly all happened so fast yeah. um and then idol happened and you know it was th things changed overnight and it will have felt like that even though i'd been playing in bars since i was 13 years old all of a sudden i was this overnight success and everything happened and all these things came at me and it was just crazy and I was uh, I was only you know twenty five twenty six. What a learning experience! And it was great because I got to see the yeah. inner workings of everything. But I had to go away and I had to um, evolve as a human being first before I could really create something that I was proud of. Because all of a sudden you're dancing with your own ego, and once you dance with your ego, you don't create the best work. So for me, I needed to be a dad and I needed to be married. Um, to the love of my life and I needed to move to the beach, up to the Coolum Beach, which is a blessing, I know. Um, and But it was a grind too, you know, like all of a sudden the fame wore off, all the things wore off, money wore off, <laughs> everything yeah. everything went back to ground zero again. <laughs> That's the one thing again. we don't want to wear off, but yeah, it does. Yeah, everything went back to ground zero again and uh, I had to just keep 
challenging myself in the best way I knew I knew how to and um so when we when we got the opportunity to come over to America it was really like wow okay we're continuing on with this this dream and you know and I remember a very famous manager in Australia saying to me once when I was 15 he said to me uh you're going to have to wait till you're 40 before anyone believes what you write about and Ooh. I, I used to be like, that is so wrong, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> you, you know, whatever. And and now I understand what he was talking about. <laughs> you had to, I'll you have be to, hitting that in a few years' time. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you have Getting to <laughs> do a bunch of. You got to do a bunch of living, I think, um, to realize like to realize so much about life and and grow in so many ways um, to create the work that you I guess are the most proud of you know and uh and I guess that's what I'm I'm doing right now I'm living it and I I can't believe I'm living it that's and awesome. I'm grateful for it now I'm grateful for it um I realize that you know not a lot of people get these opportunities um in life and uh so yeah it's been it's been a wild ride it sounds like you're living pretty hard though and 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 having a full life and, and allowing yourself to have a full life which it's amazing and I, I love seeing people living in their passion and the fact that you've learned just like all creatives have to learn that it's a part of the journey. <laughs> like, Because, I mean, I've experienced the whole, oh, yeah, I want everything. I've got all these ideas and I want them done yesterday. Like you, But then you, if you did just click your fingers and the album was created and the movie was created, whatever it is you want to create was, was done, the joy of it is the creation part. You, you've missed the fun of what, creating is so I think I agree learning to be patient and enjoy the journey and you know not be afraid um <laughs> yeah fear gets in the way of everything fear is useful when you know how to really channel it but it does get in the way a lot of the time um but I think as also uh in that is that it's the letting something simmer I've always like when you write a song or, you know, you want to record it yesterday, like you said, it almost never works, you know, when you've, you go into the studio the next day and, you write, and you've written the song the day before and, oh, I've got this new song, it's my favourite song because it's the, the brand new song, right? So it's the, the favourite song. And then you, you get in the studio and it's like possibly yeah. half of what, the, yeah. half of what it, the capability of it is. If you just played it live for a year, you were patient about, you know, the process of that song evolving in its way. You gotta let it and I always say you gotta let it simmer. Um Yeah. And that's really I agree with that. It's a good one. Yeah. That's really like mm. another thing that a, a young cat may want to learn now that everyone's recording in their bedrooms. It's yeah. it, it's okay to spend six months to just step back from the canvas, you know, and just go, Okay, you got time, you know, and yeah. And it's so much better. But I mean I'm don't worry, I'm totally contradicting myself while I'm saying this because I can hear so many people I know going, oh, bullshit, Wes. You're always, buddy, you know. So <laughs> You're right. You don't have to write, record every single song you write. And if you did that, you'd be broken. You know, it would be a waste of time. You do need to uh, test the waters before you throw your eggs into the basket. Yeah, um, that's right. One thing I like to ask people, and this says a little bit about your influences, but if you could collaborate or work with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, man, I love so many people and it's always the people that have either passed away or are from a different era um, for me. I don't know why. I just, um, mm -hmm. 
I've been. I should have been born in the fifties. I'm just telling oh, you. Oh yeah. Oh, I love the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that old gospel music. Yep. Uh, gets me. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I don't I, know why. <laughs> I did it on, on the new record. There's a song called Mercy, and I did a gospel oh, session. Yes. I got a, did a gospel session here in the studio and at um in another in a church around the corner here. And we had the most amazing choir turn up. We had Shannon Sanders, who played the preacher on Elvis, on the Elvis film. I met him on the way over here, actually, on the plane. Um, oh, yeah, cool. And he came. Oh, awesome. I was a kisser on that film. You really? I was the Elvis kisser. Yeah, I auditioned for the backup singer, but I was too tall, so I wouldn't have fit in. But so they made me a kisser instead, so I just spent three weeks kissing Elvis. It was great. Oh, amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I'm just down the road from the studio, so, like, it was really convenient. But, yeah, yeah it's like I should write a song about it. I kissed Elvis. <laughs> Absolutely you should. That's yeah. that's a great story. I love that. You can co-write it together. I love um, that. So, yeah, so anyway, yeah, that sounds really cool. I'll check I, that song out. I digress because I'm trying to avoid that question. But um, let me see. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I've always been a fan of John Lennon. Um, uh, just... I think it'd just be a bit of a fun hang, yes. you know, more so than anything. I think, um, but I don't know. I I like painters, and I like I like people that are, are are mad, you know. As I said before, so I don't know. Just something that, um, somebody that kind of Jim Carrey vibes. Sorry, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey vibes. Jim Carrey's pretty. Yeah, mad pretty painters. Fun. Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty fun, actually. It'd be, that'd be that'd be a really good collab. <laughs> I'd love that, actually. I'm going to say Jim Carrey. That would be a now. cool hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. You said painter and mad. I was like, yeah, that's what kind of what comes. And I, I, I'd do that collaboration for sure. He's got a good. Um, he's got a good voice too. He, sing, he sings "I'm the Walrus" really well. Really? Have you heard that version of him singing "I'm the Walrus"? No, but I'm going to go look it up now. It's very good. I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the hint. Andy um, Kaufman. Is there anything else you'd like to <laughs> – sorry? I would go one better. Andy Kaufman, <laughs> which is basically Jim Carrey reincarnated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't think you can reincarnate before. The... No, you can't. <laughs> There's some quantum theory level <laughs> stuff that maybe That you would could... be sort of spiritual splitting. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> sort of yeah, that's right. Weird thing going on there. Yeah. All right, it, it's go, we're getting mad now. Um, yeah. Let, let's wrap it up. Is there anything you would like to share with the audience? I'm going to put all your links, your, your um, stuff as it comes out mm-hmm. so that people can follow you, see your new music, listen to the music you've got out now. Um, it's all going to be on the blog and the website, songwritertrist.com, and they can connect with your socials. So besides plugging, um, is there anything else you'd like to share with uh, all the songwriters and people listening who want to get to know you and know what you're up to now? Uh, yeah, I guess um, – for me, like I, no, I don't. I don't really know. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. Um, well, how can we support you? How can you? Oh, okay. You can go to uh, my website, WesleyDeanMusic.com, and yep. sign up to my mailing list, which is. You want emails? I definitely want the the old school way about communicating. Um, All right. And Everyone, he wants your email and your personal details. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> emails would be great. And I won't, I'm not bombarding anyone and I'm not writing some weird – it's just, but you know, the travels along the way um, and updates about sure. touring and who I'm meeting. I'm meeting some pretty awesome people sure. here in America and I'm 
traveling Sweet. to some great places. I'm doing South by Southwest uh, in the coming weeks. Amazing. Um, I applied for that. I went last year. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, totally great. Uh, it's the first time. I've never never been, never done that. You know, it's. Um, oh, you're going to have a ball. <clears throat> yeah. Austin's a great town. I love it. It's, it's very cool. Mm. Um, I'll, um, yeah. But awesome. I think, like, the, my record, I'm so excited about my new album. Um, for me, it's just a dream, really, of like what I imagined it would be. And it's come out basically exactly how I had really imagined it. I'm working with some beautiful people. Like, they're like my best mates over here. Um, we've become a little family. And um, it's not just mm-hmm. like production line like this sort of oh got to do an album thing and you know I, I don't know it's none of that it's like really real and raw and we're, I'm sitting in the studio right now where I recorded a, yeah. a new song today um that I just had to do and everyone rallied around it uh, Tuesday I texted everybody Thursday here we are Aww. in the studio it was pretty cool and and there's some amazing people that are involved in this so um yeah I'm just Really excited to well, sort of you. show the world this new stuff of mine. It's pretty fun. Thank you. And thanks yeah. to everyone who supported you as well because we know it takes a team to, to really pull this sort of stuff together. And, it's crazy. Um, you need support. Uh, it, support. It, being an independent artist these days is just so, so crazy. It's so crazy. We it, need a new name for it because the, it's far from being independent, isn't it? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's like it's support, the, group artists. support group artist. Support group artist. Therapy sessions needed. <laughs> wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all this is. It's just free therapy. Um, well, that's amazing. Enjoy uh, South by Southwest. It's so exciting. And yeah. uh, I wish you all the best. And I cannot wait to share the interview and your new album and everything with everyone. Um, and we're all cheering for you. Thank you. Here Thanks very, very much for doing world, what I'm you sure. do. It's it's amazing what you do. Like you keep everything alive, Thanks, you know. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's it, honour and a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guest, please go to the website songwritertrists.com. Crowd, no one can hear me. Wish I-